everybody welcome to the chase talks hip-hop podcast and as you can tell by the title this episode is called legends andre 3000 and the last time i talked about him was during um i think it was after his podcast with rick rubin i kind of broke that down but um i'm a huge fan of outcast their discography i think they have a lot of good albums um Let's see, everything like they've done for the most part, especially if, if you look at the work like AT Aliens, The Speaker Box, and The Love Below, like there, there's a lot of classic shit that came out of those projects, um, the production that they've, that they've used. And um, I'm not saying trying to take Big Boy out of the conversation. I'm going to be doing um, a breakdown of pretty much every, every album done by Outkast, but this, this, this isn't that. This isn't the Outkast podcast quite yet. This is mainly me looking at Andre's work and uh, breaking it down. And this isn't even about preferential treatment over Big Boy or anything like that. I actually think they're both dope on like an equal level. And I think that Big Boy has even bested Andre on other tracks. So it really, it's how you look at it. But um, I don't know. It's like, I'm not the biggest fan of Big Boy's solo work. So it's kind of tough. But um. Andre's career is very interesting because as we all know he hasn't dropped a solo album but he kills pretty much every feature he does and um, I pretty want I want to talk about the difference between him back then and Outkast and him now and how I think he keeps improving and I'm also going to talk about the work that he did where he wasn't even really doing any vocals it was him on the piano uh, the Bury Your Parents record, that was really good and very different uh, coming from him. And um, I just think Andre is a very versatile artist. And he even had a show on Nickelodeon. He had the whole entire class of 3000. And that shit was classic. So it's it's hard. You can't you, you can't really take Andre out of the Legends, the legends category. And um, he's a killer, you know. And when I listen to the podcast with him and Rick Rubin... And I hear how, you know, fearful he is. Maybe not fearful, but a- apprehensive of um, the reaction of the public. You know, it does have to make you think as a fan, like, why does he feel this way? And I'm not mad at him for feeling that way. And I just want to break down piece by piece, you know, why he is a legend. And when we look at the musicality of Outkast and everything that they did, Andre was always very ahead of his time with how he he was rhyming and the and how he was putting stuff together you know um when you listen to at Elians, that album entirely is incredible but um andre shines on a lot of the project including uh elevators i think that on elevators i know that's a very classic hit record but his verse what I, why I think it's special is because in that verse he's essentially breaking down the music industry and talking about how even though he's perceived as rich he really isn't and that in the end he has to deal with like this this weird pressure you know to keep having to keep having to produce amazing creative work for money and it's really interesting now you see how everything overlaps into this generation and um, we see people fighting to get their masters back. And I, I just think Andre, the layers to his writing, even in his more simplistic works, are very prevalent. Um, and his wordplay is crazy. But um, let me actually pull up some of Andre, my favorite, one of my favorite Andre verses. It's off of Aquimini. Here it is. 
so so we all know the equipment I record. Um, Big Boy takes the first verse, which I love. And then Andre comes in, even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die, horoscopes often lie, and sometimes why? Nothing is for sure, nothing is for certain, nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain, y'all know it's him and I, Aquim and I. Twice upon a time, there was a boy who a boy who died, lived happily ever after, but that's another chapter. Live from home of the brave, with dirty dollars and the beauty parlors, par- the beauty parlors and baby ballers and bowling ball and parlors and street scholars. So, with the beauty parlors, baby ballers, uh, and bowling ball and parlors, that's a there's a lot of wordplay at work and alliteration and. I don't know, that's the thing you get with Andre. I love how he's able to throw different words in the mix and really utilize melody and bars. Um, in street scholars, majoring in culinary arts, you know how to work bread, cheese, and dough from scratch, but see the catches, you can get caught. But what, but what you're selling and what you bought, so cut that big talk. Let's walk to the bridge, meet me halfway. Now you may see, see some children dead off in the pathway. It's them poor babies walking so slowly to the candy lady. It's looking bad, needs some hope, like the words maybe. If or probably, <laughs> sorry. It's looking bad, needs some hope, like the words maybe, if or probably, more than a hobby. When my turntables get wobbly, they don't fall. I'm sorry, y'all. I often drift. I'm take. I'm talking gift. So when it comes, you, you never look the horse inside its grill. Of course, you know, I feel like the bearer of bad news. Don't want it to be, but it's needed. So what have you? Now question. If every person with dreads for the same cause, is every person with goals for the for the fall? Nah, so don't get caught up in appearance. It's outcast. I quit and I another black experience. So... Just bar for bar, I think. Let's go from the top. So, twice upon a time, there was a boy who died, lived happily ever after, but that's another chapter. Life from home of the brave with $30 and beauty parlors and baby ballers and bowling ball and parlors and street scholars. So, I broke down the alliteration aspect a little bit. But um, at the top, twice upon a time, there was a boy who died, lived happily ever after, but that's another chapter. The boy who died and then was reborn happier is probably Andre himself. He gave up drinking and smoking after the first album, dropped his gangster persona, and then revealed that he was feeling better than ever. This resurrection continues the religious biblical theme of the song. There is also a lot of storybook cliches being played with here, as most stories begin with once upon a time and end happily ever after, and twice upon a time refers to the duality of his zodiac sign, Gemini, the twins, as well as he and Big Boy's Aquarius Gemini combo. Wow. Good work, rap genius. <laughs> let's, uh, let's walk to the bridge and meet me halfway. Now you may see some kids dead off in the pathway. If them poor babies walking sl- it's the it's the poor babies walking slow to the candy lady. These bars reference the Atlanta child murders where at least twenty-eight young young African Americans were abducted and killed between nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty one. Oh whoa. Many of them were taken while out doing chores for their parents, like running out to the store to buy something. Andre is painting a picture of the Atlanta that he grew up in and wants to make it clear that it isn't all pimps and players riding around in Cadillacs. Seeing as Andre was born in 1975, he could have he easily been one of those kids. And that reality check sticks with him to this day. 
keeping up with the storybook theme of the first few lines of the verse, the poor baby's walking slowly to the candy lady, recalls the story Hansel and Gretel where the two young kids are lured by an old lady who lives in a house made of candy who intends to eat them. Andre sheds some light more on the murders and Travis Scott's the ends. I came up in the town. They were murdering kids and dumped, dumped them in the creek up from where I live. Bodies, bodies, bodies sprinkled around. Running through the sprinkler looking around. Killer would show up with boxes of pizza and said he had a label recruiting people. Put that on my grandma and everything. My homie said he told him his name was Wayne. It could have been me or it could have it could have been you too. That story is crazy. So he said a killer would show up with boxes of pizza and says he had a label recruit. He had a label recruiting people. Well, so basically he's saying that people that there, that there was a killer who would show up and pretty much pose as somebody in the music industry. Said that he had a label recruiting people. And he would bribe them and try to bribe them with pizza and just gain their trust. Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, that That's definitely, yeah. That the, the thing is, this is what I'm talking about. The layers to Andre's writing where maybe I'll first listen. There's a lot of shit that people aren't going to catch. And this is why going back and listening to it is so important, you know, as a fan. And um, equipment Like, this is one of my favorite Andre verses for a reason. And um, everything that comes together on the album is incredible. And I'm, I'm very excited for the album breakdown. And um, I know I'm going to talk about the feature he did for Kid Cudi in a little bit. But um, I definitely, don't worry, I'm going to be putting out my my um, my thoughts on the Kid Cudi album. I really enjoyed it, you know, but I'm not going to go too far. Um, I think I'm going to do a, a legend segment for Kid Cudi as well. Um, I, have, I have a lot of ideas brewing in my head, but um, yeah. Um, but definitely, it's, I don't know, there's something just special about Andre on this track. I don't know, like, the way he was able to weave um, these narratives and these classic story uh, story themes, and put, but he put it in such a cohesive manner. I don't know, that's really something incredible that I don't know if a lot of artists could pull that off nowadays. But um, West Savannah is a great record. We would like, you know, I may as well talk about the art of storytelling. The art of storytelling is definitely a track that has to be heard. But um, after this, I'm going to change it up a little bit. So now Susie Screw had a partner named Sasha Thumper. I remember her number like the summer when her and Susie, yeah, they threw a slumber party. But you cannot call it that because it was a slumber. Well, it was more like spend the night, three in the morning, yawning, dancing under street lights. We chilling like a villain and people feeling right in the middle of the ghetto on the curb. But in spite of all the bullshit, we're on our back staring at the stars above, talking about what we're going to be when we grow up. I said, what you want to be? She said, alive. It made me think for a minute, then looked in her eyes. I could have died. Time went on. I got grown. Ryan got strong, mine got blown. I came back home to find little Sasha was gone. Her mama said she was with a person that was treating her wrong. I kept on singing my song and hoping at a show that I would one day see her standing in the front in the front row. But two weeks later, she got found in the back of the school with a needle in her arm, baby two months due. Sasha Thumper. Yeah, so that that verse right there, like everything, Jesus, like if that, like just reading it back, like. I think that in the future, I would love to put together some sort of, like, Hall of Fame or something, or something just, like, to highlight, like, the great liter- literary works of certain rappers, because 
there's a lot of shit that, that needs to be put up in the regard of, um, you know, great literary arts and uh, great literary um, scholars. And I think that this verse is a great piece of why hip-hop is so um, beautiful and why poetry is definitely a great comparison to it. You know, whatever people can say that all rappers, what what is it, the thing that not all poets are rappers, but all rappers are poets, something like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But um, that's, a, that's a different concept. But Andre's career has been very interesting because when people always like talk about the top five you know debate i think the thing that people try to use maybe if they want to discredit andre out of that it's because he hasn't dropped a solo album but i don't think that should really hurt him in a sense because i understandably i get why andre 3000 would not want to drop a solo album because maybe in his heart of hearts he just doesn't want to and and, and maybe it's not because he thinks he doesn't have good music. We know that Andre could probably create amazing music, but maybe it's the pressure of expectation, you know, dealing with that. And also, what if it's the aspect of he's just not inspired to make anything? And this is this is where we got to let people be people and figure their, their, themselves out and figure out what they want to do because this is their craft. This is their art form. And, um, yeah, I, I'm going to, when I come back and everything from the interlude, uh, we can talk about you know, um, just, like, where he's going in his career, um, how he's been interacting with a new generation, and, um, just why I truly see him as a, as a cultural icon, you know, and, uh, and that includes, um, the show he did, Class of 3000, I think Class of 3000 is brutally, brutally fucking underrated, and it needs to be shouted out more, but, um, I'll let you guys know when I'm back from the interlude, thank you. Okay, so Andre has been able to stay relevant, I think, by just really working with artists that he views as, you know, honestly, like, maybe just inspiring enough that he feels like can bring something out of him. And I think that's why he's been able to work with Frank Ocean, Kid Cudi, and just evolve his style and just become more artistic and more flexible with his ability and his voice. And... Andre especially has has been less and less afraid to take risk and um, just try different things. I mean, one verse I think is really a highlight that is new is uh, the record he did with Anderson Pack, uh, Come Back. Um, it really was incredible. I think that his whole entire, everything from his, like his wordplay especially, um, the flow, the way he orchestrated it, the way, I'm, the way he just uses these poetic scales. Um, he killed it, but Andre, Andre again. I just think it's it's also a big piece. It is a big piece is his vulnerability. You know how he opens up and uh, can talk about, you know, what it, he is going through, and um, I think that's that relatability has gotten him so far. And you look at the impact of Outcast as a whole. You look at um, you listen to the verse with. Uh, Ti, the one, the track he did, sorry, um, man, where he where he talks about feeling like he fucked up the tour, you know, and um, just feeling like he fucked up a lot of business opportunities with Outcast and doing what he did, 
And um, maybe he still feels that way. Maybe, but at the same time, I think that the the public needs to let go of certain things in the past and realize that Outkast, for the time that they were around and uh, when they were together, they were something special. But it's hard. You, it's hard to keep capturing lightning in a bottle and to keep people satisfied because the public can be incredibly harsh and critics can be even harsher. And um. If Andre is apprehensive to drop an album, you know, I, I could understand and I get why he wouldn't, you know, and I ponder why wouldn't Andre drop an album now? And and if he did drop an album, what what, what would it sound like? You know, and um, I heard some crazy mixes where people take Andre verses and put and they put him over Mad Lib beats some like and, and they make a tape out of it. But I mean like really just a brand new project what producers would he work with would he be working with you know people people from the dungeon family or would he be working with organized noise or would he be working with new producers you know who would he feature if he would feature anybody would he work with erica badu would he work with kendrick um these things have to come to mind you know and um I, i think too expectation again i think andre i think this is where it gets it's stressful for him where even people like me who do shows like this where we, we speculate what his shit would sound like. I think that's an overwhelming aspect where he's at such a high level that people are always constantly speculating what he should do uh, here and do, and should do there and, and what should happen next. And um, his career has just been really crazy. He's had a crazy career. I mean, he's had a cartoon. Um, and Class of 3000, to shed some light on that show, I always thought that show was really good. Uh, when I was young watching it, and I think it did a good job of capturing a lot of magic magic school bus aspects, but it had a lot of really good music, and uh, I think that was the thing. I think Andre had a great push for the musical direction, and uh, it came out perfect, and uh, yeah, it's just legendary. I don't, I don't know if there are a lot of people like Andre who cannot even drop an album and still be revered and be somebody's favorite rapper, somebody's top three, top three, top five, top ten. And he really has taken on this, this legend this legend status, um, this, this mythos, because I think that Andre does know the value of scarcity, and he does know the value of his verses, where if you, if you were to just give them away all the time, they lose value. So he, he strategically works with certain people, and that is very understandable. And um, I get why he worked. Why he would work with uh, Kid Cudi. I thought that was a great. Um, that was a great move. And um, yeah, I just felt like everything kind of segued um, as far as like the relationship with uh, Cudi and Andre. But the record that they did do together, I did think was really good. Off of Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, and I think he popped up twice, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Andre is a resourceful artist, and I think that why he's a legend is because he's been able to stay relevant for such a long time, stay artistic and not sound forced, and um, really stay, care about Atlanta, care about um, where he's from, care about the music, put so much layers behind his, put all these layers behind his writing, you know. But um, he is an incredible lyricist, and he is a literary, um, I think he is a literary genius as well. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just fucking wild to think that he hasn't even put out an album, 
you know, I do think about that, and I'm not going to stop thinking about it because, uh, you know, if I could have my top, my like a dream team of producers behind it, it's hard for me not to want to see how Andre would sound with the Metro booming beat behind him, or with um, a DJ Premier, just just some different people. Um, like for instance, I heard this remix of Nipsey Hustle where he put where they put um, what is it? They uh, put like Premier beats under him, and it sounded crazy. And uh, I, but it's it's tough because the remixes don't always do for me, you know. The, the, it doesn't always work for me. I don't get everything out of it out of a remix. But if I were to get original music from Andre, it's it's I don't want to put any restriction. I'll, I'll just listen to it as it is and enjoy it for what it is. And I think that's what Andre is worried about, or Andre um is probably thinking about as a musician where. He, it's it's this thing where you know you don't want to have all this expectation from your fans and feel like you let them down, and I think that's a tough thing to deal with. But um, yeah, I think Andre though is a legend. I think he's done a lot. I think he's done incredible work. Um, I, just as a fan, he has so many amazing verses. Um, like some some tracks I'd recommend. Uh, some of my favorite features he's done. I like his verse with B.O.B. on Play the Guitar. I like his feature with Andre Ansari. I like his feature on 16 with Rick Ross. Um, his feature with Anderson Pack on Come Back. The feature off the Cuddy album. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, what else? Um, as far as, you know, recommendations off Outcast work, I mean, The Art of Storytelling Part 1, Part 2 as well. Aquemini, AT Aliens, Elevators, Roses. Um, the the last track, I can't remember the name, but the last track off the Love Below is really good. Uh, fun fact: the Love Below is a uh, one of I think it's what one of the few rap albums to win album of the year, but it's a double rap album. But um, that's pretty spectacular. But um, yeah, Andre is a legend. I mean, he has everything. He has the accolades to back him. Yeah, well, not, maybe not an album, but he does have accolades. He does have the verses. He does have the mythos. So um, congratulations to Andre 3000. He's an incredible artist, and uh, he's a legend in my eyes, and I'm putting him in the books as, as such. Thank you guys for listening. Peace and love, and I have more content that will be coming. Thank you.